You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So first of all, I would like to welcome you, whether you're tuning in live or you're watching this back. This is my very first Team Zuby Patreon Q&A. For those of you who are not aware, I started a Patreon account in May, and we've got uh, 22 people have signed up to it so far. So shout out to all of you who are part of the Team Zuby Inner Circle on Patreon. I greatly appreciate your support. If you'd like to check it out, go to patreon.com forward slash Zuby Music. See how you can participate in the Q&As and ask your questions. Find out how you can get all of my brand new music releases as soon as they come out. Get discounts on all of my merchandise. Get exclusive priority access to me and all the other perks that come from being a Team mem- team Zuby Inner Circle member. So what I'd like to do is go through the questions that I have been asked on Patreon via my um, initial supporters. And this isn't going to take too long because I received questions. I think I've got about eight different questions or so. A couple of them are from the same people. What I will do in this episode is that since we've got a limited number of questions, I'm just going to answer all of them. Um, Once we've got more people on board on Patreon, I'm going to limit it to one person, like one question per person. And then um, we'll see where it goes from there. But for the time being, I'm just going to go through all the questions. I haven't looked at them all in massive amounts of detail, but I will go through each and every single question and I will answer every single question that has come through on Patreon. So big up to you, whether you're tuning in live on Facebook right now or you're tuning in on YouTube. I hope that you enjoy the Q&A. I will try to answer everything truthfully, authentically and honestly, as I always do. And uh, yeah, remember, hit up patreon.com forward slash Zuby music if you want to submit your questions for the next one, which will happen in July. This year is going mad quickly. Okay, so the first question is from my Patreon subscriber, Julie, in the US. And her question is a simple one. That is, hey, Zuby, when are you coming to the US? Um, I am actually planning a US trip at the moment. I am hoping to get out there in September. What I want to do is go out there, do some interviews, do some podcasts. I'm going to see if I can get on my friend Dave Rubin's show, The Rubin Report. I'm also going to reach out to Joe Rogan, see if there's any possibility to get on his show, because that would be freaking huge. I'm going to also try to do some live music events. There's a few artists I know based out in uh, California and some other cities. I think the, the prime city I'm going to be targeting for this first trip, I think, is Los Angeles, L.A., Um, I seem to have a lot of followers there on Twitter, following my podcast, listening to my music. I think my top city is actually Los Angeles on a global level. 
So I have more people listening to my music in Los Angeles than I do in London, for example. I've got more people listening to my podcast in Los Angeles than I do anywhere in the UK. So I think a trip to LA is most needed, and I'm going to see if I can get out to Washington, D.C. as well and see some family. There's uh, The other top cities that are, in terms of my actual audience, are Phoenix, Arizona, Salt Lake City, Utah, and um, both uh, Austin, Dallas, and Houston, all in Texas. So we'll see where the opportunities come. There's a whole bunch of cities in the U.S. I want to hit, but I think for this first trip, I mean, I've been there before, but this first trip in 10 years, I need to narrow the focus a little bit. And, um, you know, if I, if I try to hit the whole country, I'm going to go broke and I'm not going to know what I'm doing. So I want to just limit it to one area, focus on it on that one area. And then in the future I can go and I can hit other cities and see more of my fans, do more shows. If I can get some public speaking lined up, anything like that, I'm just open to opportunities. So if you are watching this video and you want to, um, and you have any opportunities for me based out in the U S like I said, I'm looking at the first half of September. I'm looking to be in the USA. So if you know anybody, if you've got any ideas, any opportunities, just let me know. Uh, send me a message. Drop me an email, zuby at zubymusic.com, and hopefully we can get some cool stuff happening. But um, it's long overdue that I come out to the US. I mean, I've got more people who listen to my, I've got more people who listen to my music and my podcast in the US than I do in the UK. So it's stupid for me not to go out there. I think it absolutely has to happen now. Okay. The next question I've got, okay, there's a couple of them. So this has also come through from uh, my supporter on Patreon. This is from Colson. So I'm answering Colson's questions right now. Thank you for the supporting. Thank you for supporting me, Colson. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so he's written, I have a bunch of questions. When did you start rapping and what made you want to start? Who are your role models? In your opinion, what are the three most important character traits for success? And if you could be the best in the world at anything, what would it be? Okay, uh, I'll do these one by one. So these are answering Colson's questions. Remember, if you want to submit any questions for future Q&As, join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Zuby Music. You can join from $2 a month upwards. Um, I want to have like hundreds of people on board, thousands eventually. So come on, support the music, support the podcast, because Spotify is not paying me like they should be. Okay, when did I start rapping and what made me want to start? I first started rapping in 2000 and for 2005. I started just, wow, that's long ago now, man. I can't believe I've been rapping that long. I started just out of hot as a hobby. So I was in, I was in university and my first year at university, I just started doing it for fun and, um, was kind of out of boredom and I got good at it pretty quickly. I mean, my very first album commercial underground that came out when I had been rapping for less than one year, about nine, 10 months I'd been rapping when I first released that album. So yeah, that came out in 2006 after, yeah, so I guess I started rapping 2015 and then, yeah, sorry, 2005 and then 2006, the first album came out. And the reason I wanted to start was, like I said, it just began out of boredom, but over time it was something I realized I was good at and something I could do more seriously. So I figured, you know, let me uh, do this thing and let me see where I can go with it. Who are my role models? My primary role models are my parents. That's probably like... Um, not a very common answer in 2019, unfortunately, but my parents, my parents are freaking amazing. My mom and my dad, God bless them. I was with them this weekend. Those are my two main role models. I've also got two older brothers, two older sisters who are fantastic role models. They're brilliant people. Um, great siblings, great parents, just great people, you know, and they're all successful in their own right. So my family are my ultimate role models. In terms of music, my two favorite rappers are Tech 9 and Jay-Z. That's both on a musical standpoint and also on a business standpoint. I look up to them massively. 
but um i've got i've got loads of people who inspire me man anyone who's um authentic anybody who is striving for what they believe in and as long as what they believe in is good um and anybody who's successful in their own right i feel like i can learn something from so i uh i wouldn't necessarily say all those people are role models i'd certainly say my family are role models and beyond that i'm inspired by anybody who's doing something good in the world in my opinion what do i think are the three most important character traits for success i think um okay let me think of this three character traits for success i think um consistency perseverance shout out to the album and mastery i mean you you have to be good at what you're doing so i'd say mastery you need to be really really good at whatever you're doing and then you need to apply consistency slash discipline and you need to persevere you need to overcome the hurdles you need to overcome the challenges the pushbacks everything like that not everybody's going to support you not everybody's going to believe in you you're going to face a whole bunch of rejection that's just how the world works but um yeah, I think if you do those three, if you if you master those three things, then you you have to be successful. Like it, it's almost not possible for you not to be. If you're incredibly good at something and you work hard on it for a long time, that's you know find me someone who does those things and isn't successful to some degree. I think you'll struggle. And the last question from Colson. Um, this is if you could be the best in the world at anything, what would it be? That's not a question I've ever been asked before. That's actually a really good question. Um, if I could be the best in the world at anything, what would it be? I'll tell you what, I would probably say sales. I would probably say sales, the ability to sell stuff to people. I think I am a good salesman. I am good at selling things, but I think that sales is actually, yeah, I think it's probably the most vital skill, no matter what industry you're in or who you are, whether you're a musician or a creative, or you're someone who's trying to influence people, whether it doesn't matter if it's like selling products or politicians, like it's, it's all sales, man. Everything is sales. So the ability to convince people to take heed of your message and to buy whatever it is that you are selling, whether that's a message or a product or a piece of music, I think I would be the best person in the world at sales. So those are questions that have come through from Colson. Once again, uh, shout out to Colson. Thank you for supporting me on Patreon. I appreciate it. Okay, next question. I'm checking my Patreon account right here. This has come through from Jim. Shout out to Jim. Um, okay, this is, a, this is a big email here. So I'm going to read out this whole thing to give you guys some context. For anybody who's just tuning in right now, this is the Patreon live stream Q&A, the very first one I'm ever doing. This is a little bit of an experiment. I'm planning on doing these every month. If you want to ask questions, then uh, make sure you subscribe to me at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Zuby Music. You can join from only $2 a month and um, yeah, a whole bunch of perks, but go to the go to the page and uh, check it out. So this is from Jim. Let me read this out. There's one subject I'd like to bring up, and that's the question of elitists behind the scenes manipulating the political landscape. I'm talking about groups such as the Bilderbergs, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations, the Club of Rome, etc. My belief is that they're intentionally polluting the political landscape in order to cause more division in society, so they may step in or put leaders into positions of power and fundamentally change our societies. They do this by using group identity politics, creating alarmism around subjects like climate change, while at the same time diminishing people's ability to see what's really important, hypersensitizing the public, 
to the unimportant while desensitizing them to the important issues. So we continue to debate the wrong things. Many of these groups discuss how they can actively reshape society. And of course, it's no conspiracy theory that they do. So I guess my question would be this. Shouldn't we focus more on the manipulated Shouldn't we focus more on the manipulators and social engineers behind the scenes rather than trying to counteract the faux arguments of those that have been brainwashed by their rhetoric? That way we can understand the actual enemies who are currently hidden out of view and find a way of neutralizing their plans to reshape society in their image. We may be able to expose their agendas to the people in mainstream without being consistently labeled conspiracy theorists and form a coalition in the fight for our freedoms. Whoa, that's heavy. That's heavy. Um, if I read that like 15 years ago, I would have said that you're being conspiratorial and that you need to, uh, you know, calm down a little bit as society progresses and the Western world becomes weirder and weirder and weirder and lies become, you know, sort of a bedrock foundation of politics and the media and all that. I'm inclined to believe with you more. I'm, I'm inclined to uh, believe more in exactly what you're saying. So in terms of the groups that you mentioned, I am only familiar somewhat with the Bilderbergs. I don't know about the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations or the Club of Rome. But, um, you know, I, I like to say I go halfway down the rabbit hole. I don't want to jump all the way into it, into like Alex Jones Infowars territory, because then I'll probably like end up going crazy and not be able to focus on anything. But um, I, I certainly agree with your theory that there are people behind the scenes who have certain agendas. That's become super clear to me. That's that's so obvious to me now that um, I don't actually think that's a conspiracy theory. I think people trying to say it's a conspiracy theory, as you alluded to, are either just completely naive or, yeah, maybe they're controlled. But um, that's a good question. I mean, your question specifically, should we focus more on the manipulators and social engineers? I think that's going to be hard because do we really know who those people are like, I don't like to talk about the elites and the global globalist elites and stuff. Cause that sounds way too, way too tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Like, but, um, I think it's really important to maintain certain, certain things in society. So the big one, obviously being freedom of speech, which people are currently trying to cur curtail. And I don't think that people are trying to curtail that for necessarily good reasons. I think there's a deeper underlying reason behind a lot of the weird things that are being pushed in society and a lot of the ideas that people want us all to swallow without questioning. And you're going to be abused. You're going to be prosecuted. You're going to be ostracized if you do not, sorry, not prosecuted. I meant persecuted. You're going to be attacked basically by these mobs, especially online, if you do not subscribe to certain belief systems and ideologies. And that's very, very pervasive. Um, I, wow. This is a this is a tough one. I mean, I guess you knew this was a heavy question when you asked it. But um I don't know if you can go directly to the source cuz I don't know you you've given a couple names of of groups there. I don't know exactly who they are. I don't know what they do. I don't know who's involved in them and even if I did, I don't know if we kind of have direct access to those people. So unless you wanted to have some huge like you know, uprising or, or coup or revolution or something like that, which would probably be violent, then I don't think that's necessarily truly feasible. I think, I think the best way to counteract bad ideas is with good ideas. I don't think it's with suppression. I don't think it's with censorship. I don't think it's with violence. I don't advocate any of those things, even against people who I vehemently disagree with. 
Um, I want to make that totally clear. But I think that you've got to put the ideas out there and you have to combat them. We all have to combat them with better ideas. I think that's I think that's really what the truth is. That's what I try to, you know, I, it's not something I super formally and consciously do in my music, but I, I guess I do, you know, I mean, even in hip hop, you've got certain themes and ideas and narratives that people want to champion and parrot and put out there. And I do like the fact that I think my met music is a bit of an antidote or a bulwark against that. So yeah, you might have this person here rapping about selling drugs to their community and killing people and, you know, gang life and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, here, look, I'm, I've got another perspective on this thing. Um, this is what I think. This is how I see the world. So I think that, yeah, you combat bad ideas with good ideas. If somebody wants to bring in, you know, the Fourth Reich of Nazism or somebody wants to uh, try communism again, you can combat that with better ideas. I don't think the, I don't think you want to purge all of those people and persecute them for having crap ideas because a lot of people have had crap ideas um, all throughout history and, you know, millions of people still do have crap ideas, but you have to explain stuff to them. I know it can be tiring. I know it can be tedious. It can be impossible if they, if they block you or they attack you or something. But um, I think you just have to expose the truth. I do think that the truth will set us all free, right? The truth, as long as you keep putting the truth out there and as long as people keep speaking up, people need to keep speaking up online, offline. You know, don't leave it to a handful of brave individuals. I get messages every day from people telling me how how brave I am. I'm like, look, I'm not brave. I'm just honest. I'm honest. And I have a very low tolerance for BS. That's really what it is for me. So, you know, it's I just I don't have some like huge agenda. I just have a low nonsense tolerance. And I think I'm a pretty rational level headed person. And I try to put my thoughts out there. It's fine if people disagree. You know, I encourage people to disagree with me. If, if there's something I say and it's like, no, nah, I think this is wrong because X, Y, Z, then that's fine. If you're like, oh no, you're wrong. LOL, you're stupid. I'm like, mm, well, I'm not stupid. So you're just making yourself look silly. And you see that a lot, especially on social media. So if people have, um, if you, if you think people have bad ideas or you think they've been brainwashed into bad ways of thinking, I think the best thing you can do is kind of lead them, you know, lead them. It takes a while takes a while. It really takes a long time to break some people out of the matrix. But people have broken out of the matrix. Um, some people will will never break out. But hopefully you can just speak the truth, continue to speak the truth. If someone's got a bad idea or something that would lead to a dangerous situation or a violent situation, explain to them why that's the case. If somebody is pushing for communism and saying they want equality of outcome in all aspects of society, you show them why that's a bad idea. Show them why equality of opportunity is a good idea, but show them demonstrably why equality of outcome is a bad idea because people don't understand stuff like that. The average person doesn't understand stuff like that, right? In terms of like, you know, supremacist ideologies or some other, you know, super obviously destructive stuff, I think people know like on a surface level why it's wrong, but some of the more insidious ideas such as the uh, divisive identity politics and the stuff that you, you talked about there, people don't on a surface level understand why it's bad. So you have to explain it to them. And hopefully if enough people do that, you know, thousands, millions of people around the world begin to speak up and not be cowards, then hopefully things can uh, swing back to a better direction. If not, you can always move to another country. Okay. So uh, that was a long answer, but thank you for your question, Jim. I appreciate that, man. And thank you for subscribing on Patreon. So um, not everybody, not everybody did submit questions, but I've got another question here. 
And this one is from my friend Stephen Cole, who uh, actually featured on my Real Talk with Zuby podcast last week. Uh, if you check out the latest episode, there's an episode called The Intelligent Case for Bitcoin. Stephen is like a big Bitcoin investor and uh, educator. So um, he's subscribed to me on Patreon. Big up to you. And his question is another heavy one. So he wrote, you demand Zuby. <laughs> I appreciate it. Question. What do you see as the greatest threat to our society in the next decade? And what do you think is our best hope of fighting it? I feel a bit like I've answered that one. I think the biggest threat to society in particular is social division and lack of empathy. Because I think that if that is not checked, that will lead to violence and potentially in an extreme case, potentially civil war or even international wars. And I'm not trying to be a scaremonger. I'm not trying to be alarmist at all. But you've only got three options, really. You know, if you've got conflicts with people, whether this is in your personal life or this is on a national scale, you've only got a couple of options. And you've got three. You can separate, you can segregate yourselves, you can talk, or you can fight. And these are the only three options to deal with any conflict. Think of it. If you have a problem with a, one of your siblings, you have a problem with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever it is, you've got three options. You can segregate, you can talk, or you can fight. Those are the only three options. So, you know, I think the biggest problem that we're having right now with ongoing social political polarization, whether that's in the UK or Europe or America, I'm not going to get into all of the reasons for it. But given that this has been recognized by a lot of people, I think that the biggest threat is just a breakdown of that societal fabric, morally, legally, emotionally, just empathy wise in terms of human beings. I mean, you're starting to see this. You're starting to, I mean, a great example. I'll tell you a wonderful example because this is just yesterday, right? So Donald Trump is in the UK right now. Um, I think he was in London yesterday. People were protesting, which I think is stupid. That's another thing. But um, people were protesting Trump. And then you had people who were also supporting Trump in smaller numbers. And you saw videos of people getting into arguments. You saw there was a um, a uh, semi-viral video yesterday of one guy just being surrounded by like, I want to say a hundred plus anti-Trump people with signs who were shouting at him, calling him a Nazi fascist scum. And one of them threw a milkshake at him and people were laughing. And it was, it was really ugly scene. It was a very, very ugly scene, regardless of, you know, your thoughts on Trump or politics. Like it, it, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant because we're just talking about human beings. I'd say the exact same thing if this were a football, you know, like a football match and, you know, people had surrounded one guy who was supporting the opposition team or, you know, any situation, right? Any situation where you've got hundreds of people ganging up on one person and screaming at them and intimidating them and throwing stuff at them. That's not that's not good. That's, that's not a good situation you want to be seeing in society. It's really, really not a good situation. And you can think of lots of times in the history and lots of times in the current when you have those kind of situations and it's not pretty. It might be milkshakes now. It'll be bricks later. It'll be bullets later. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm just, I, I know, I think I understand human nature probably better than the average person, right? And you can look, you can look in history, you can study it and you can see human nature doesn't really change a lot. And when people are in these big mobs, when people get 
very heavily polarized and they start seeing things completely through the lens of my team is good and your team is evil, it becomes really easy to dehumanize and hurt people. And that is what I think is currently the biggest threat to Western society. I think it's the ongoing polarization. I think it's the demonization of the other side, which is something I really try not to play into. I do genuinely try to build bridges. I mean, I know, especially on my Twitter and stuff, I can be a little bit snarky sometimes if someone comes at me like an idiot. But um, I don't attack people. Like I might attack ideas. I might criticize ideas. I might criticize certain things and actions. But I always do my best to not target or demonize or harass, let alone, you know, harass anybody or anything like that. That's really not what I do. Um, I, I want to be more of a uniter than a divider, This, which is why. And, and just in doing so, people get angry at you. People get angry at me because they want me to be on their side. So people will say, oh, well, he's not on our side. So he's also he's also a bad guy. And you're just like, I don't know. Some people just go are so far brainwashed that, yeah, it's it's tough to it's tough to deal with. Um, in terms of how it can be made better, though, uh, this is similar to my answer to Jim's question, which is that I think that we need to just continue to talk, you know, keep communication channels open. All right. We need to stop since those like big, big social media companies. I don't know if you guys know, you know, they've been kicking a lot of people off platforms. They've been purging people, deplatforming people, censoring people. That's like the opposite of what they should be doing. Right. You need to encourage debate. It might get spicy sometimes. Right. As long as people don't cross the lines into violence, then a little bit of spicy debate and discussion is fine because there's a lot of ideas and there's a lot of issues that people collide on. And I do once again think that good ideas will float to the surface if they are allowed to be articulated and debated and challenged just like bad ideas. If you've got a terrible idea, if I'm trying to convince you that two plus two equals five and you're saying no, it equals four and you know we're having a big public debate then you shouldn't fear the fact that I think two plus two equals five because you should be able to show through argument and proof that it does not and that it does in fact equal four. And you can't be, the danger is that people want to create legislation or attack people who are saying that two plus two equals four. And that's what is concerning. That's what is concerning because if you can't even agree on certain facts, right? If, if, if society is moving away from facts and purely to this emotional feeling model, then we're going to be screwed. It's going to, it's going to go really, really badly in the next couple of decades. And that is my personal prediction. That's why I think it's important for me to put my thoughts out there like I'm doing right now. I think it's important for me to speak the truth in my music. I think it's important for me to be authentic in the real world and on, on social media and to be outspoken and to share my views when I do have them. I don't have strong views on everything. And I encourage everybody else to do the same. Don't be a coward. Don't be cowed. Don't koto to stuff you don't believe in. Just be you. Be willing to have discussions with people who agree with you and also people who disagree with you. Don't get stuck into partisan bounds. And I think we will hopefully be okay. So that's my answer to Stephen's question right there. So... That brings it to the end of the very first Patreon Q&A. As I said before, if you want to join in the next one, then please head over to Patreon. If you like my music, you like my podcast, you like my writing, you like my videos, you like my thoughts, the stuff I do, please consider joining us on Patreon. Uh, you can join from anywhere from $2. You can do $2 a month, $5 a month, 
$10 a month, $25, $50, $100, or $200. And there's different tiers, a little bit like Kickstarter. If you want to support me, you value what I do, you think it's important, you want to help me reach more people, then please subscribe. You can make a recurring, it's not even, it's not really even a donation. It's more like a membership club. And then you can join the Q&As. I'm also going to have loads of other cool stuff that's going to be patron exclusive. You get access to the exclusive feed, exclusive videos. You get my music first, everything first. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Zuby music and support. So that ends it for this very first Q&A. Thank you for tuning in. If you've watched it live, if you're watching it back, then uh, thank you for checking it out. And I will see you in the next one. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.